in again with prayer here. Father, we thank you for your holy written word. It is life. It is um, uh, such uh, deliverance for us and liberty for us. It is prosperity and salvation. And Father, we thank you that you speak to us individually tonight. You customize what you need to say to us that each person would hear from the Spirit of God and have ears anointed to hear, minds open and hearts receptive. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we've been talking about soul prosperity the last really maybe four weeks in our, in our services. Yeah, maybe six, the last six services. So if you haven't heard some of that, you might want to go into the archives and and hear some of those things, because I believe it's a real word for right now where we are in the world, and also uh, just to yeah. get our expectation up. You know, when there's bad news in the world, we can always look at the good news of the gospel and receive supernatural manifestations of God's yeah. power. Amen. So uh, listen to those. And then tonight goes a little bit along that, those lines as well. But it's just another dimension, and I'm going to talking about I'm talking about living by your words, living by your words, because it has to go from your thinking, from your emotions, from your um, intellect, you know, your will, your desires, all those things in your soul, down into your heart, and then out of your mouth, and then uh, we'll talk in a minute about putting it in your mouth, and then it'll go down in your heart. So this, it worked yes. both ways. Amen? Well, let's look at Matthew chapter 15, and we'll begin here talking about our words, how significant and how important our words are. Matthew 15, and look at verse 11. Jesus said, uh, Now that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, not that which goeth into a mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. Now he was talking about, you know, the things here of the law and, and what they were uh, instructed to do through the law and what to eat, what not to eat, what to drink, what not to drink, you know, all the things. And he said, really and truly, <laughs> it's not what goes into your mouth that's going to defile you. It's what comes out of your mouth. So it's a whole new idea here of being defiled. Amen. Now, I'm going to take that statement from Jesus and put this into it, the opposite. Um, what comes out of a man elevates him, helps him, assists him, enhances or improves. Amen. Amen. So you can, you can use it just like he said, it defiles you, or you can actually say, you know what? The words that I speak out of my mouth can elevate me, yes. can enhance my life. Amen. Yes. And we know that's true because the, and we'll read it in a minute, uh, the power of the tongue, how powerful your tongue is. Yes. Now look at the word defile. Some uh, synonyms of defile means to destroy or impair um, to poison or to corrupt. So he's saying these forces that are coming out of your mouth can actually bring poison into your life or corruption, or it can impair your walk um, and, and spoil things. 
Isn't that interesting? See, words are full of either blessing or cursing. And when we speak blessing, we're actually speaking substance out of our mouth. And those substance, it it's, goes forth and it does things in our life. And we're going to look more uh, into some of these scriptures and you'll see it more and more. Uh, some of us know these things, but I'm telling you, it's good to be reminded because our tongues can go crazy sometimes. <laughs> Have you ever heard yourself say something and you just can't believe you just said that? Especially some of us who've been in the word of faith Right. movement for 40 years and we shock ourselves sometimes because of something that just comes out but you know the, we're so uh inundated with um poisonous words most of the time the world system is full of death words sickness words worry words grieving words sorrowful words just you know all the negative that can come against you all the time so it's really something we have to be reminded of. It's like swimming upstream, isn't it? To, to be uh, positive and to really take God's word seriously enough to put it in your mouth, especially when things are coming against you. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Now look at Matthew 12. We're in the book of Matthew. But look over in the chapter 12 in verse 37. Matthew 12, 37. And uh, the, the Bible said, Jesus says here, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now, you know, he's saying here something very important uh, to us. It's by our words, not what our neighbor says about us or our parents, what they said, or even our spouse, children. It's our words that are going to affect our life. And we can hear, you know, we can hear our pastor preach wonderful messages and think that's so glorious and the word's so good. But if we don't put it in our mouth and speak it ourselves over our lives and our, you know, families, etc., then it's not, it's not going to be as powerful as if we just, you know, repeat something like kind of like a parrot. You know, we've got to really dig down in us and put it in our heart and our mouth. Amen. Um, Brother Hagen used to talk about a parrot that his friend had, and he had taught him, he had taught the parrot the whole 23rd Psalm, which is quite interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Admirable to take that much time with a bird. But Brother Hagen said that he could, he could uh, quote the whole 23rd Psalm and the bird would kind of preach it like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, very emphatically say the, Lord, the whole Lord's prayer. But he said, you know, the, the bird didn't know what he was saying. He was just repeating something yeah. that he had heard. And uh, he was making the analogy that we can be like that parrot, just parrot off words. But if we're not really believing in our heart and saying with our mouth, um, and, and really thinking about what we're saying, thinking about intentionally speaking words, amen, then, you know, it's just not going to be as powerful. There's something about the heart and the mouth connection that makes it so powerful when it goes forth, amen. And um, so, you know, when I'm saying daily confessions, and I have some that I've written down that I say daily, 
I try to really go a little slower <laughs> and really meditate on what I'm saying instead of just parent it off things, you know, like yes. that parrot. Um, really think about it and really see myself the way I'm saying that I see myself. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That means I'm right with God today. And he's, he's okay with me. He's on my side. Amen. I try to think about those things instead of just going down a list. Um, so by our words, praise God. Some, other, you know, some people can see ugly words to you um, and maybe even words kind of like witchcraft trying to control you and, and everything. But nothing is as powerful as your words. Your words coming out of your mouth. Amen. So that's what we have to watch. We can't control what other people say anyway. But we can, by the Holy Ghost, control our mouths. Hallelujah. So look over in Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life or in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We see that death and life, what death words or life words, are in the power of the tongue. Brother Copeland had a, a message years ago that he talked about the death cycle and the life cycle. And he said, we need to get in the life cycle amen, and get out of the death cycle. Because Satan will try to fill your head, your soul, with negative thoughts and negative words and negative scenarios, imaginations. And just because he tries to, to do that doesn't mean that you're a dirty sinner and, you know, uh, off track and a horrible person. Right. It just means that we have to take those things captive and not let them stay and run around in our head and then actually entertain those thoughts. So um, one way we can uh, oppose those death thoughts is by saying life words, yeah. by saying what the Bible says. Amen? And, um, you know, some of you know, I mean, this is a small example, but some of you probably can identify you know, if you'll be driving down the road and the, and the devil says, you're going to have a wreck right now, you know, or, yeah. you know, something absurd like that all of a sudden. Well, you can say out loud, I have the protection of God around me. I have the angels of God encamped around me. Amen. I've had the thoughts walking downstairs that you're going to fall down these stairs. Have you ever had that thought? And yeah, <laughs> I'm going to fall down these stairs. And I've actually said out of my mouth, I will never fall down these stairs ever in my whole life. Well, you ought to be careful by saying stuff like that. No, I mean what I say. Amen. Yeah. And I thank God that we can declare things over our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be bold. Amen. And come against the devil with those powerful, positive words from God's word. Because God's word is much more powerful than anything the devil can come up with. Hallelujah. You know, if you've ever played bridge, sometimes uh, you'll have 
trumps, you know, like diamonds will be trumps or spades will be trumps, you know. And so that particular card will take everybody else's card when they play their card because it becomes more powerful. <laughs> Amen. And uh, God's word trumps the devil every time. It doesn't even matter if it's like just a little two, you know, a two uh, in the card deck. It still trumps whatever the ace the devil has. Amen? So we can use his word, and the word of God is quick and powerful. Praise God. Now let's look at Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 2. Proverbs 13, 2. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. In other words, you're going to get good by the result of what you say. Fruit is just a result. Apple is the result of an apple tree. It's the fruit of the tree. So what our fruit is, when it's coming forth, praise God, if we say good things out of our mouth, we're going to have good things happen. Amen. It is so true and so powerful. Um, you can have what you say. And of course, we know that's Mark eleven twenty three and 24. You're going to have it. And the unfortunate part is you're going to have it, whether you say good things or bad things, right. you're going to have what you say. So we need to watch the, our mouth and the fruit of our mouth, making sure that we're speaking good and not evil. Evil is just things against God's word in opposition to his plan and his purpose. Now, um, this uh, is, I think is very interesting. Romans 10, 10, I mentioned this earlier tonight. Romans 10, 10, we see the uh, scripture here about salvation. I'm going to read nine just in case some of you, especially on live stream, not, might not know this. You know, sometimes we assume everybody knows everything. And uh, it's simply not true. But this is um, so important, really, to even being born again. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Hallelujah. I love that about God. He just simplifies things for us. Verse 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. We again see the heart and the mouth yeah. um, and the connection there and how important that is. Uh, but I wanted to point out to you that uh, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So there is a confession unto whatever you desire. Yeah a confession unto healing, a confession unto prosperity. What does that mean? That means you confess it before you've got, before you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You confess it before you have it, but that confession brings you into that blessing. Confess, confessing brings you into the born again experience or to salvation. Hallelujah. And, um, I have found this to be so powerful in my life. If I desire something, I'll start confessing that I have it now. I, or I am that now. Right. 
And, and you have to watch the tense, you know, because if you keep putting it out in the future, oh, I hope I will be, or I hope I, you know, will get healed someday, then that's not faith, is it? That's hope, but that's not faith. The confession of faith is I am healed now. And somebody might say, well, you're just lying. You're sick as a dog. <laughs> you know, I can see you're sick by your symptoms. But the, the truth is that if we're born again, we are already healed. Healing is ours. And the devil tries to put symptoms on us or sickness on us. But we are the healed. So when you're saying that, you're actually telling the truth. The truth is healing has already been bought and paid for and it belongs to you. So I can honestly say when I'm laying in the bed like I was in January with COVID, I am healed. Amen. I am whole. And sometimes you have to fight with those words. You know, you have to fight the good fight of faith. And even, you know, I, I know even after this last thing with this COVID in January, when I, well, it was between Christmas and New Year's, when I had a battle with it, there were lingering symptoms, um, you know, cough. I mean, just up until really last week, an unusual kind of cough. And then, um, but I mean, I didn't let up. I said, I'm healed. Amen. Uh, I'm whole and healing is working in my body today and every day. Affecting my cells, my tissues, my bones, my heart, my lungs, my blood. Amen. You got to talk to your body. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then another symptom I found because I, I exercise usually four or five times a week and I was running and I wasn't able to run as far without coughing and that kind of thing. But I can happily say that all those symptoms are gone. Amen. And we don't have to put up with things. God has already provided healing yeah, for us, amen. and we are the healed. So that confession, it can be unto salvation, unto healing. Um, you know, I have used this example before, but I think it, it speaks pretty loudly of just common things that you want in your life and how you can call them into your life by confessing those things. Um, the Bible says, call those things that be not as though they were. So you call them as if they already are yours. Praise God. Amen. Now, it's a different way of thinking, you know, because si situations will scream <laughs> loudly. Um, in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, it talks about a mountain. You know, it's not talking about a little molehill that you got to speak to, right? It's talking about a mountain. Now, we don't have a lot of mountains in Florida, but I'm telling you, you go see some of these mountains, you think they won't ever be moved, right? Because they look pretty solid, pretty high, pretty wide, right? Snow-capped. I mean, it looks like it's here, there to stay. So this kind of uh, faith unto, I mean, the confession unto faith is, is really bold action by someone. But God loves it. He loves faith. He said, without faith, it is impossible to please me. And, and, and he's so pleased when we act by faith because he knows that's the only way we can draw the impossible into the natural realm. Amen. And he wants impossible things done for us. He wants to show himself strong on our behalf. 
So he desires for us to be bold and to make those confessions of faith and those professions of our faith to profess the things that we desire. And um, so, you know, I, I told you I went to school, back to school, and I was uh, 40. And so I hadn't had a test or anything in so long. I'd forgotten everything that I learned in college before. And then, you know, they told me I had to take statistics, which I was just frightened out of my mind, just to be real honest, uh, that I would have to even take any kind of math class, especially statistics. So I went to the Lord about it, and he told me, he gave me instructions. You know, he cares about the smallest little things. Of course, that was a big thing in my life then, because it cost a lot of money to take these classes. But, um, and I didn't want to take it several times like some of my friends had had to do. They said they had to repeat, repeat it because they couldn't get it the first or second time. I thought, I'm not doing that. There's no way I'm going to take this class again. <laughs> and so uh, he gave me um, exactly what to do, directions on what to do. But the first thing he had me do was change the words of my mouth. Yeah. Now that seems so simple, but when you really feel a certain way, it's not simple to say a different way, <laughs> because I hated math. I hated math all my life, and I told everybody I knew that I hated math. So he's telling me, the first thing you do with this class is you change your words. Yeah. And so I started saying, I love math, and I'm telling you, I had to say it with my teeth gritted. Oh. <laughs> and I felt like I was lying because it was so contrary to the way I really felt about it. But I started saying it, I love math, I love math. I love studying math. I love doing math homework. I love going to math class. <laughs> and the more I said that, the more it opened something up in me to learn and to study and to grow and to be a little more interested in what I was having to study. And it really changed the direction, just like James says. We'll, re we'll read that in a minute, James 3.3. 3. Um, how it can turn the direction of your whole life. Yes. Amen. And I think that we all can use that. It's so powerful to change what is, is hurting us or what is uh, maybe something unhealthy in our lives that we need to change and that we've been struggling with. Oh, I would love to, you know, to be able to do this or not do this or whatever. And, you know, you can start saying it. Just simple words. And that doesn't cost anything. It's not really uh, a major uh, step, you know, just to change the words of your mouth. But let's, let's read the book of James, chapter 3, and just see what uh, James says here. James 3, um, and then look at verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body with that little bit in their mouth. And I had a horse. Uh, she was about 700 pounds. And put that little bit in her mouth and she did right what I said to do. It's interesting how small our mouths are, how small our tongues are. But they can cause, here it's talking about the negative side, how much trouble it can cause you. But praise God, the opposite is true, how much blessing it can bring in your life 
and how it can direct your life. That's uh, what I really want to bring to bring it to your attention tonight is it directs your life. Um, another example is when I started, um, and, and I made an A in that statistic class, praise God. Uh, couldn't believe I did. And it was the grace of God. Uh, my friends were so astonished by, and my, my parents too, <laughs> astonished by that. I was astonished, but it really prompted me to start using the truths of God's word in more areas of my life because it made such a, a difference in that. And um, I, I, again, had it happen to me when I was older and getting back into exercise. And my exercise class emailed me, one of the coach, and said, hello, athlete. And I thought, athlete? <laughs> I'm an athlete. <laughs> I'm 58 years old, and they're calling me an athlete. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to start calling myself an athlete. If they can say it, I can say it. And so, um, you know, I, I really just started saying that I'm an athlete. They said, I am. So I am. <laughs> I received that. Amen. And uh, that was right before David and I got married. And that was probably the best shape I've ever been in, in my life <laughs> right before we got married. I'm glad right. I did that right before we got married. <laughs> but anyway, cause I wasn't planning on dating or anything. <laughs> and um, we it, really no, we didn't date. We just saw each other once and got married about six, <laughs> six weeks later. <laughs> Ran off and got married <laughs> to Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> we laugh about getting married in Fort Worth, Texas. We, in fact, we were telling somebody our testimony today and about that, and um, we we laugh because in Texas the marriage licenses are pretty big. <laughs> you know, it's like hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> you know, when I got my driver's license here in Florida, they couldn't believe how big the Texas marriage license was. They said, we don't know if our copier can copy that. <laughs> uh, so we laughed, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. So yeah, but anyway, we uh, supernaturally got the license done because we just had two days, and one of the days was Martin Luther King yeah, so holiday. Was Everything was closed. We were getting married on Wednesday, so the only day to do the license was on Tuesday. And we weren't even thinking about it. A friend of ours thought about this license business, and David and I were just in love. We were just, <laughs> license? You mean what? <laughs> so anyway, so they said, now, you have to get you know, register for your license, and then three days later, you can get married in Texas. I guess it's to buyer's remorse. Yeah, buyer's yeah, remorse. Yeah. In case you change your mind, you you know. So we didn't have three days. <laughs> so they said, "Well, you're going to have to go in front of a judge." Now this is all on Tuesday because remember Monday everything was closed. So our friends are driving us around Fort Worth, Texas, <laughs> City Hall. We get our license and we go over to get it approved by a judge. And <laughs> we had to wait and sit for a while. We were a little nervous that he might say, nope, <laughs> you know, you've only dated six weeks. <laughs> but he looked at us and I guess he knew our the maturity of our lives <laughs> and said, okay. Yeah. So he signed it. And we got married the next day. Praise the Lord. But well, we were praying and claiming favor, weren't we, babe? Yes. Yeah, we thought. We knew George wouldn't do it without yeah. the paper. Pastor George Pearson's is not going to do it without the paper. 
so we we were believing God and he God always comes through so here he said you can turn a horse with just a small bit and then it goes on to say in uh, verse 4 behold also the ships which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds yet are they turned about with a very small helm whithersoever the governor listeth so we see and then it says even so the tongue as a little member um so a helm of course is a rudder and um the pilot just directs that rudder in whichever way he desires and the whole ship's talking about a large ship here uh is turned by that small rudder yeah. so again the the tongue our tongues can change the direction of our lives now that's pretty powerful isn't it it can change the whole direction of our life what we are saying especially about ourselves that's the fastest because we're in authority over us under the Lord Jesus Christ <laughs> amen and so we can change things about us quicker than any other situation but we have to put the word in our mouth and what you desire put it in your mouth because by your words you shall be justified um this truth about Romans 4:17 calling those things that be not as though they were is uh is a god the way god operates and people say well you know i want to act like jesus well jesus was a faith person and he called those things that be not as though they were when he saw a storm and really was in the middle of a storm he didn't say oh this is a horrible storm i bet it's going to get worse you know? he said peace be still and the bible says where there was a great storm there was a great peace i love that exchanging a great storm for a great peace is a wonderful thing isn't it and he did that by the words of his mouth so he's using that not only to save his disciples from being so fearful but he's using that as an example for us to operate that's the way we're to operate and really you know rhema is the spoken word it's the word that we speak out of our mouth so we're to say what jesus said yeah. i had a friend years ago that had a, a electrical company he was electrical engineer and he was testing some electrical panels and somehow something connected that didn't need to connect together and a high voltage went through his body and if his friend hadn't been there and helped him get out of that it would have killed him right then but they rushed him to the emergency room and they thought he was going to die. And then uh he said his testimony was when he was laying there the Lord said to him everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. He knew the Lord said that to him. And so um when he woke up the doctor said, "Well, you know, you're you're going to live, but you're arms we're going to have to cut up your arms both of them above the the uh, elbow because they were burned so badly in the voltage and all the electricity and he said to himself no that wouldn't be okay and the lord said everything's going to be okay and that's not okay now this is such a simple word from the lord isn't it everything's going to be okay 
So he said that the next day, the doctor came in and said, well, we've done some research and everything and looked at everything again. And really from your wrist up, you can keep, but we're going to have to cut off both your hands. And this man said, no, that's not okay. <laughs> and the Lord said, everything's going to be okay. So, you know, about a week later, they came in and said, you're going to lose a couple of fingers, but you can keep your hands. And he, once again, he, used, he said what God said. Now, is that hard to do? You know, how difficult is that to do? Really, a child can operate in faith, just repeating what God says, repeating God's word, saying what God says. And he said, no, God said everything's going to be okay, and that's not okay for me to lose fingers. And, you know, they had to do some skin grafts, but he had full use of all his fingers, hands, arms, amen, and was perfectly well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But he simply said what Jesus said. And I, 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 David's mother has a powerful testimony of her being healed from melanoma all yeah. over her body. She had it, and the doctor said that she was going to die. And Jesus actually came in her room yeah. and said that she was healed. Yeah. And so she started saying that. Now, this is before they even knew about Kenneth Hagin. She just started saying what Jesus had told her to say. And she said it when she was laying there, you know, eat up up with the cancer she said jesus said i'm healed in fact she called doc and said come get me from the hospital because i'm healed and when he got there she was still covered with this right right and yellow and he said jerry what are you talking about (laughs) you know because all he saw was a very sick woman that was dying and she said i'm healed jesus said i was healed and then of course progressively, pretty quickly, she was totally healed. Amen. Saying what Jesus says. Two weeks, she was totally healed. Walked out of the hospital. Hallelujah. Say what the Holy Spirit says. No matter how much your body or the circumstances or the mountain, you know, Jerry Savelle used to say, speak to the mountain or that mountain's going to speak to you. And that mountain will talk to you all night long if you let it. So the thing to do is to speak to the mountain. Be thou removed. Amen. Be thou cast into the sea. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe those things that you say shall come to pass and you shall have whatsoever you say. Amen. Such powerful scripture, powerful truths, and it can direct our whole lives. Hallelujah. Um, So use this. Use the word of God. And, you know, we're talking about soul prosperity, too. When God gives you things to say about prosperity in your life, start saying it. Start saying, I am rich. I'm abundantly supplied. Amen. I have everything I need and more. Praise God. Uh, You know, I'm a multimillionaire. Praise God. Say say whatever God puts in your heart to say. But start speaking prosperity instead of, well, the gas prices are going up and they're going to go up more and I don't know if we'll have enough and I don't know. But you're going to live in the death cycle or the life cycle. Amen? And God can do amazing things in times of famine. Read the Word. In times of war. In times of hardship. Uh, when there's sorrow all around, God can raise up amazing things in your life and do great things for you. 
So uh, let's trust Him. Amen. Father, we thank You for this time. We thank You for Your Word that tells us to say and to speak and to confess Your truths and what You say about a situation. And so, Lord, we ask, I know there's people here tonight and even listening online that have situations, circumstances. And I just pray tonight for wisdom for them to know what to say over these situations, to know what to say to the circumstances. And I thank you, Lord, for those words. It might just be a couple of words. But they're so powerful. And the truth that you bring forth dispels sickness and darkness and all kinds of depression and anxiety. And it also changes what it's sent to change. Brings deliverance and healing in Jesus' name. And I thank you for words. Words of wisdom tonight. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.